Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Bill Telephone Education Series. Dr. Bill Takeshita is the Chief of Optometric Services and Coordinator of Children's Programs for the Center for the Partial Science here in Los Angeles, as well as Consulting Director of Low Vision Training for Braille Institute. We offer these programs on the second Tuesday of each month, and tonight's topic is an overview of cataracts and current treatments. The Dr. Bill Telephone Series is an educational program focusing on pediatric eye conditions for parents, teachers, and other professionals working with young children with visual impairments. The topics presented should not be considered a medical or educational consultation, but information to help us better understand pediatric eye conditions. So thank you, Dr. Bill, for this, for, uh, for providing this lecture for us tonight. Yes, thank you. It's, it's my pleasure, Sue. And I want to thank you and the Braille Institute for putting these on every month on behalf of myself and all the people out there who want to learn more about vision conditions and how they affect children. Okay, now as we are recording this lecture for you to share with other people that you know or to listen to it again at a later date, we do ask that you remain on the call until the lecture is over. That way, we'll have a much cleaner recording, and there'll be less editing for Mr. Yurka to perform. But tonight, we're going to talk about a condition that is one of the more common types of eye conditions that can affect the vision of children, and these are called cataracts. Now, many of us have heard of the word cataracts, and this is because it's often associated with older adults. We often hear of our grandparents people who are over the age of 65 years of age developing a cataract. And these cataracts are something that can cause a lot of vision problems. The cataracts that cause the vision to become blurry. It could cause a person to see double vision. It also causes a person to have a lot of problems with glare. And it also affects that person's night vision. We find that when people have cataracts, it's often such that the changes to their vision is somewhat slow. So for an older adult, you may not notice changes right away. But for children, we find that the cataract is present immediately at birth, and this is something that doctors, we look for the cataracts immediately when the child is born. So the first question is, what is a cataract? Now, to understand what a cataract is, we have to review the anatomy of the eye. And the important thing to understand is that inside the eye is a clear lens that is called the crystalline lens. Now, this clear lens is situated right behind the iris of the eye, the colored part of the eye. And what happens is that light rays enter the eye and the crystalline lens will focus the light rays to focus on the retina. The retina will then convert it into electrical signals, and it will send those electrical signals to the back of the brain, and the back of the brain could then process it. Now, when a child is born with a cataract, the crystalline lens, it is not transparent. It is often very yellow. It could be very, very white or it could be even a darkish gray sort of color. And when the lens is not transparent, light cannot pass through it, and as a result, the image 
that is seen by that child is very blurred. So you could think of it as being very similar to if you had glasses and somebody sprayed spray paint on your lenses of your glasses, you wouldn't be able to see very, very well. You may be able to see light, but you can't see details very, very well. Now, if a child is born with cataracts, this is something that affects the way that the brain cells for vision develop. You see, if the image that is focused on the eye is always blurry, the signal that is received in the back of the brain is always weak, and then the brain cells that are responsible for vision, they do not grow. If these brain cells do not grow, typically within the first three years of life, these children will never have normal vision. And this is why, as eye doctors and pediatricians, we will look at the eyes and the lenses of children as soon as they're born to make certain that there is no cataract. Now, you might ask the question, why is it that some children will develop a cataract right at birth? What is the reason for that? Well, many times it is something that is called genetic. It is inherited. It is a gene inside the mother and the father that causes the lens to not be perfectly clear. And when we ask relatives, we may find that maybe an aunt or an uncle or a grandfather or other people in the family had cataracts when they were a child. So the genetics is one reason why one child might develop a cataract. Number two, a second reason that a child may develop a cataract is because of a traumatic birth. There are some situations where it is very difficult to deliver a baby, and sometimes they may even use instruments to help to pull the baby out. And if that instrument causes pressure or trauma onto the eye, it could make that lens become clouded. Similarly, trauma can affect a child at any age. You might have a child who is eight years old and has perfect good eyes, but they're playing baseball one day and the ball hits them in the eye and it could then cause a cataract. So trauma can cause a cataract as well. Another thing that may cause cataracts can be related to metabolic disorders. This means that within the body we have many chemical reactions that are occurring, but there may be situations in which the metabolic reactions are not normal, and this can cause the lens of the eye to become clouded. For example, we see that there are many times that a child may have diabetes, and diabetes is a condition where there's too much sugar in the blood, and that elevated level of sugar in the blood also can affect the lens, and that child may develop a cataract. So when a child does have the cataract, we do want to remove the cataract as soon as possible to allow light rays to focus sharply onto the back of the eye so that the brain cells can become stimulated and to grow. 
there are many times that we see children who come to the United States from other countries. For example, there was a time that we were seeing many children who came to the United States from Romania. And these children were six, seven, eight-year-old children. And we would examine their eyes and we would identify that they had cataracts. And for these children, when the cataract is removed, their vision was still very, very blurry, even though the cataract was removed. And the reason for that is that during the first three years of life, those brain cells that are responsible for vision, they did not receive the maximum stimulation. And as a result, even when you remove the cataract, the vision is still blurred. This is a condition that is called amblyopia. And you spell that term A-M-B-L-Y-O-P-I-A. What amblyopia means is that the vision of that child is blurred because the brain cells did not get stimulated properly during those first three years of life. So because we know that this condition, amblyopia, is something that can cause blurred vision, we want to try to identify those children who do have cataracts and we want to remove that cataract as soon as possible so those brain cells will get stimulated during the first three years of life. And what we find that is very, very important is that when children are identified as having a cataract early in life and the cataract is removed and the child is fit with glasses or contact lenses or sometimes with an artificial lens being put in the eye, the brain cells will become stimulated and they will grow during those first three years of life and these children develop a high level of vision. So at our center, the Center for the Partially Sighted, we see so many kids that were born with cataracts, and then we refer them to have the cataract removed. We then provide the treatment, and these kids do very well. They're able to read. They're able to write. They could play football. They play baseball. They could drive a car. They do things very, very well. So the good thing is that if a child is born with a cataract, this is almost a very good type of a condition. If you have to have an eye condition, the cataract is one that is very encouraging to have because we know how to treat it and the success rate of the treatment is very, very effective. So we then ask the question, how is it that we can identify a cataract in a newborn child? Well, there's many ways that you could identify it yourself, and the doctors will do this as well. The first thing is that when we look at a baby, we can look at their eyes, and in the very center of their eye is a black circle called the pupil. The pupil is a round circular opening that light will enter in, and some of the things that we do is we simply look at the pupil. If the pupil is not black, maybe it looks a little yellow, maybe it looks a little whitish, a little bit gray, that is often an indication that there's a cataract. 
The next thing that we do is we look a little more carefully. We could get a little pen flashlight, and we shine a little pen light inside the eye, and we could then see whether or not that that lens is clear or if there has some cloudiness to it. And the other thing that we will often do is that the eye doctors have an instrument that we could look directly right into the eye very easily. It takes less than five seconds, and we could see the cataract. And for many parents, they often notice that their child has a cataract when they take a picture of their child. You may have seen this in yourself, too, but it's especially evident with children. If you take a photograph, let's say that you have a telephone, and you take a picture of your baby, you turn on the flash, and the flash turns on, and it clink, and the light from the flash of the camera, it goes into the eye, and it bounces back. Now, if you notice that when you look at those pictures of the baby, that the pupils are not red. If they are not red, maybe one eye it's red and the other eye it's dark. That's an indication that there may be a cataract that didn't let the light enter the eye. And that's why you don't see that kind of a, a bright red reflex. So once we identify that there may be a cataract, we then will have these children be examined by an ophthalmologist. And an ophthalmologist is a very important eye doctor that these children should see because the ophthalmologist will be able to look at the cataract and they will look inside the eye to make certain that it is a cataract and that it is not a tumor that is called retinoblastoma. It's very important that we determine, is this a cataract or is this a tumor? If it is a cataract, we know very easily how to treat that. But if it happens to be a tumor, the treatment that will be performed will be different. The tumor may be a cancerous tumor, and in some of those cases, radiation will be used or medications, chemotherapy will be used to try to shrink that type of tumor. But in more cases, it is more probable, it is much more likely that it's going to be a cataract. In other words, cataracts among children are much, much, much more common as compared to the tumor. Now, once the ophthalmologist has identified that it is a cataract, he will then go ahead and talk to the parents to explain what is a cataract. Usually they will have a plastic model that could be taken apart to show you exactly where is the crystalline lens and how is that crystalline lens affecting the vision. The surgery is going to be recommended and the surgery is truly the most successful medical surgery that's available today. If we think about all the different types of medical surgeries that could be performed, the cataract surgery is truly one of the most successful medical operations performed. So when we tell parents this, 
it really eases their mind because they're, they're not as afraid of this. What they do is that they will go ahead and they will put the child to sleep and they will then use a particular type of instrument that will puncture a hole in the eye and they could then remove the cataract. The cataract is then sucked out of a little tube and at that particular point in time, the doctors usually will then not put in an artificial lens. If it is a newborn, they very often will not put in an artificial lens. They may wait until the child is older, four or five years of age. The reason that they often will wait is because the child's prescription, the amount of power of that artificial lens, it will change because as the child grows, the prescription changes. So, for example, many newborn babies, they may need a power of 30 units. And by the time that that child is five years old, that child may only need half of that, 15 units. So the doctors who perform the surgery to remove the cataract often will prefer to wait to put in an artificial implant lens so that they then know precisely what power to put in. When the child is taken out of the surgical room, what they then do is they will put a type of a, a patch over the eye. And this is a type of a plastic and metal patch. And the purpose of this is to prevent the child from rubbing his or her eyes. This patch is going to be placed over that eye and the child will then go to sleep with it and the next day you'll see the doctor again. The doctor will take off the patch. They will use antibiotic eye drops to prevent the eye from getting infected and the doctor will then look to see how does everything look. Now, in almost all cases, this particular type of surgery is very, very effective. But there are situations in which there may be complications. The complications that might arise during cataract surgery are retinal detachment, and that is where the tissue inside the eye might tear. And the second type of risk factor is that the pressure of the eye might increase. So the surgeons are going to monitor these particular two conditions very carefully, and if any of these two types of problems do occur, they could fix it right then and there while they're doing the surgery. So in other words, when we have doctors here in the United States who are so highly trained at this, it really isn't a concern if any of these two complications occur because they have a team of doctors who are ready to go ahead and to treat any of these problems if it does happen. In most cases, the total time to remove the cataract, cataract surgery is usually finished in about 15 to 20 minutes. It's very, very fast. Now, we mentioned the next day the child will go back in to see the doctor. The doctor will make certain that there is no infection look to see how everything is healing, and the doctor will then refer you to be seen by usually an optometrist in about one to two weeks after. 
Now, what the optometrist is, these are eye doctors who are specialists in prescribing glasses and contact lenses for children and adults. They have a particular tool that they could shine a light in the eye, and with that tool, they could determine how much power is needed to allow that child to see clearly. They will then prescribe a contact lens, or other times they'll prescribe glasses. But in all cases, every time that the optometrist is prescribing glasses or contact lenses for the child who had cataract surgery, the child needs to be wearing what is called a bifocal lens. A bifocal lens. Now, a bifocal lens is something that you have seen on adults. And this is where there might be a line in the middle of the glasses. What the bifocal really consists of is two different prescriptions. One prescription is for the child to see things that are farther away. And the other prescription is for the child to see things that are up close. The reason that children who receive cataract surgery need the bifocal lenses is because when the cataract lens is removed, that is normally the lens that can change shape to focus at different distances. But when we remove the normal lens, that child no longer has a lens in the eye that could change shape, so we then will fit the child with a bifocal. And these bifocal glasses work extremely well. And kids, infants, they learn to use these glasses so quickly so that they're able to see their toys, they could see their food, they could see the faces of their mother and father, they watch television and look at other things that are further away. So we will fit them again with a contact lens or a pair of glasses with a bifocal. And we always recommend that their glasses have ultraviolet protection. Now, ultraviolet protection is a special coating that is put inside the lens. And what that does is it protects the structures inside the eye from the ultraviolet light. The reason this is important is that the ultraviolet light that comes from the sun is something that can cause damage to the tissues of the eye. And by prescribing the ultraviolet coating, we could protect the child's eyes and the retina very, very effectively. In some cases, we may even prescribe lenses that could be tinted. Some children may have very light-colored eyes. They may have light blue eyes or light green eyes. Or some children may be albino, where they don't have any color to their eyes. And in these cases, we will prescribe a pair of sunglasses for that child to wear when he or she goes outdoors. And we tell parents, let's put on a hat on to protect the child's eyes from the harmful rays of the sun. As these children grow, we will follow them for a checkup every three months because every three months their eyes grow in size and we then will change the glasses prescription. By changing the glasses prescription, usually it means that the prescription gets better. The glasses could be made thinner. And as kids get to be close to the age of two years of age, 
we then find that their clarity of sight usually becomes quite strong, where they begin to see details very, very nicely. In some cases, at the age of three, we may prescribe a special type of glass prescription, which may have more magnification. So this could help a child to see smaller print as they begin to get interested in looking at picture books or magazines. We also have other types of glasses that for some children, if they have problems where their vision is not perfectly clear, we have other types of lenses that are called telescopic lenses that we could prescribe to enable those children to read the print on the chalkboard or for them to meet the requirements for the department motor vehicles. And then often when the child is older than five years of age, we may then refer them back to the surgeon and recommend that at that point in time, a artificial lens implant is put inside the eye and this way the child does not have to wear as strong or as thick of glasses. And children and parents, they both like that because uh, children for the first time are able to see quite well without having to wear the very thick glasses. Now you might ask, what kinds of advances do we have in the field of optics now? And there are many advances in optics where we now can make glasses much thinner and lighter in weight. So in the olden days, the glasses were so excessively thick that many children had a hard time wearing glasses because they were so heavy. We have now what are called high-index lens materials. And with a high-index plastic, we can make the lenses much thinner, much lighter, and the optics are better so the children see even much, much more sharply. Now, what about other situations that are related to cataracts? Do cataracts cause other types of vision problems other than the blurred vision? And the answer is no. This is what makes kids who have cataracts very, very successful because they normally have very good color vision. They normally have good peripheral vision, meaning they could see off to the corners of their eyes. They often have very normal night vision. They often have very good ability to adapt to the bright sunlight. Their eye muscles are normal in strength. They're able to coordinate the alignment of their eyes together. They have strong depth perception. So overall, they're able to use their vision very well for all of these everyday types of activities. Now, what about a child that does not get diagnosed with a cataract soon enough? What if there is a child that comes to this country from China and the child is seven years old and was in an orphanage and nobody ever identified the cataract? Well, the good news is that even here in the United States, we still have treatments for them. We would recommend the surgery but we would then recommend a program of vision stimulation. And this is where the children would perform different exercises that would stimulate those areas of the brain. And the good news is that these children, their vision will also develop. It may not develop too perfect, 
but it is often developed to a near-perfect level such that these kids will read and write using their vision. They're able to walk very comfortably, play sports, and they're often able to receive a, a driver's license. So all in all, I want to remind you that cataracts are, again, one of the more common types of eye conditions that cause vision impairment among children, but they are one of the most successful types of conditions for us as eye doctors to treat. The child will need to be evaluated by a ophthalmologist who is very experienced in performing cataract surgery, and the child will also need to have an optometrist who is able to measure the accurate glasses prescription and to provide you with exercises to stimulate those different areas within the brain. The optometrist will also give parents many different types of exercises and games that could be performed. For example, at the Braille Institute, Sue and her staff, they will often show parents how to use the iPad and special applications on the iPad to stimulate the development of vision. And kids will love to do these kinds of activities. We also want to remind you that children who have had cataracts, they do extremely well. They're not the type of child that we would expect anything negative to happen and that they would become totally blind. We don't see those types of things happening. As long as parents continue with the follow-up visits to the eye doctors, we see that these kids do very, very well. And we can also educate the rest of the other kids in the classroom and the teachers about cataracts because many people don't know what a cataract is. They sometimes think that it's a tumor that is on the eye or that it's a growth on the front of the eye, but it's not that. It is merely when the lens inside the eye becomes clouded, just in the way that your glasses might become clouded or your contact lenses may become clouded and it affects your vision. So at this time, I'd like to go ahead and open it up to any questions that you may have. And you could unmute your phone by pressing star six. And if you like, you could introduce your name or you could just simply ask a question. So let's have you unmute your phone by pressing star six if you have any questions. Sue, do you have any questions to begin with? I'm not at this moment. I'm, I That was a great lecture, Dr. Bill, as always. <laughs> I, got, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, as always, to, to Oh, you're, you're, my, you're my number one fan. <laughs> uh, well, that's, right up there, that's for sure. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the number one. Okay, okay. let's see. Uh, does anybody have any questions out there that they'd like to ask myself or Sue? I have a question regarding a student I have who had cataracts removed at about uh, somewhere between six to eight months, and she's like 10 now, and she's never developed 20-20 vision. What would be the cause of that? Okay, and she is 10 months old or 10 years old? She is old? 10 years old now. Okay. So the question is, she had cataract surgery at, at a proper age, and why is it that her vision at this point in time is not perfect 20-20? Well, there's a few different possible reasons. Number one, it may be that her glasses prescription that she has 
or her contact lens prescription right now is not 100% accurate. Number two, some children may also have other types of eye conditions in addition to the cataract. So if she has a condition that is called nystagmus, where her eyes are shaken back and forth, Mm -hmm. that can affect her clarity of sight. Or it's also possible that during those early years of life, during the first three years of life, she may have received the cataract surgery, but maybe the doctors did not prescribe a specific program to stimulate those brain cells. So what I would recommend is that the next time that she is scheduled for an appointment, that maybe we would ask the eye doctors to provide additional information regarding activities that she may be able to perform to improve the vision. She also has glaucoma. Okay. Um, I think as a result of the cataracts, is that right? So it is possible that she may have had glaucoma before the cataract surgery, or it could be that during the surgery, the pressure went up and she developed glaucoma after it. So we need to then also study the optic nerve to see how much damage might there be on the optic nerve that is causing that type of vision. So, yeah, so the glaucoma could have been there before or after. Yes. Okay, that's a a possibility of the... That's something that can go wrong with the cataract surgery? Well, it is possible that during the surgery, uh, the removal of the cataract, that the pressure can increase. And if it does increase then the ophthalmologist will prescribe eye drops to lower the pressure at that time. Okay. Very good question. They're calling it a phagic glaucoma. Okay. Does anybody else have a question? Yes. Uh, My name is Luis Espedia here in California, Victorville. My question is, well, we noticed after my daughter had surgery, uh, she had surgery at two months. Um, we noticed that she had a, a like a, a, a blurry kind of glare, foggy. Um, it was still there, and we so we took it back to the doctor. The doctor said it was a scar. Would that affect her her vision? And was this a blurry, hazy area on the front of her eye? Yes. I noticed that it's in in our right eye. The doctor states that uh, that she's got a lazy eye and it tears a lot, Um, but he stated it was just a scar. You know, it's possible that she also had what is called a corneal scar on the very front part of the eye. Okay. And that can cause some blurred vision, okay? It can also cause her eyes to be sensitive to the light so her eyes may tear. Now, is she wearing glasses right now? She is wearing glasses. Um, we do notice that when we go out, and I'm, I'm not even sure if they're ultraviolet uh, coating glasses, but okay. when we do go, she kind of, you know, tends to close her eyes a little. Okay, okay. My daughter was born, actually, with uh, extra chromosome. She's Down syndrome. Oh, okay, um, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, so, 
What I would recommend is that the next time that she has an eye appointment, I think that you would like to ask the doctor for some specific exercises to okay. work and develop her vision. And, okay. and are you currently a client of the Braille Institute? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. After we finish this recording, if you could stay on the line, and then I'll mm-hmm. ask Sue to get your information. But we okay. we, could, we could definitely recommend some good exercises to work on yeah. her vision. Okay. Good. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Now, now one, one more question: Does, does cataract return? Can oh, that's return? an excellent question. People yeah. often ask that. And cataracts will not return. Okay. All right. But what sometimes can happen is that there is another tissue in the eye that sometimes might get clouded, and people might think that the cataract came back. It is not that the cataract came back, but it means that this other tissue became clouded, and that is something that is very easily treated. What it really means is that what is called the capsule, the capsule in the eye became clouded, and we could go in there using a laser, and we could clean that up very quickly, and that would improve the clarity of the vision. Of the vision. Okay. Yeah, very good question. Thank you. I I noticed that you stated uh, that at four or five years old, uh, the parents prefer to have the lens implant instead of just the glasses. Um, on a Down syndrome baby, what would you recommend? That would be something that we would also speak to the ophthalmologist who did remove that type of cataract surgery. Okay. okay. Um, it also depends on the shape of the eye, and it also depends on what is the current prescription. Okay. So, for example, we see some children at the age of five, six, their prescription is very, very, very mild. It is, for example, an eight-power lens. And okay. with an eight-power lens, we could make the glasses so thin that it's very easy and comfortable for the child to wear the glasses. Okay. But if a child at five is still wearing a 22-power lens, then we might say, let's try to put an implant because it'll make the glasses a lot thinner. Okay. So we'll go ahead. How old is your daughter right now, Luis? She's 11 months. She'll be a year on March 3rd. Oh, my gosh. Okay, (laughs) perfect. Oh, this is a perfect time to be working with her. Okay, very Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Very good. good. You guys are great parents. No, appreciate it. Uh, does anybody else have a question out there? I have one more question. Can per, can these um, kids wear progressive lenses, and would they help them at all? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Can children who have cataract surgery use progressive glasses? And the answer is yes. What a progressive pair of lenses are, these are bifocals that don't have a line. And a lot of people like it because cosmetically the lenses look better because there's no line on there. And yes, children who do have cataract surgery, they will benefit from wearing these types of progressive lenses. 
Very good. Does anybody else out there have a question? Hi, Dr. Bill. This is Kathy from Los Angeles Unified. I've got a quick question for you. Yes. Um, I have a student who was diagnosed with polar anterior cataracts in both eyes, and I haven't worked with that before. What can you tell us? Okay, yes. One of the things that we as doctors do is that when a child or an adult has a cataract, we often will describe it more in depth. So the cataract can be located on any location of the lens. And we could think of the lens, think of it as if you took out a M&M, okay? Not the one with the peanut, but the plain M&M. Now, the cataract can be on the very front of it, and that will be called an anterior polar cataract. It could be in the back of it, and we'll call that a posterior. It could be right in the very, very center, which would be the nuclear. So we have different terms. With the, anti- with the anterior polar cataracts, very often... These cataracts, these children who have these types of cataracts, the vision does not get affected as much. Right. So some children who have an anterior polar cataract, the ophthalmologist will say, you know, I don't really think we need to do surgery here. Let's go ahead and let's prescribe some low vision glasses instead. So okay, the, so, this, and this doctor had said just that, no surgery, but to watch for changes Related yes. to the cataracts. Yes, so he, he will probably see this child every three months or every four months and uh, watch for any changes in that cataract. Yes. Okay, and would you think that it's affecting her vision or is there a way to tell other than a trial and error? Well, you know, it, it may affect the vision, but it doesn't affect it as severely as other types of cataracts. Okay. So if you do perform a functional vision assessment and you measure what the child is able to see, you might be kind of surprised that this child is able to see as many things as she does. And it is because she has that form of a cataract. Okay, so it's one of those where it's sort of good news. Yes. <laughs> In and the we realm of cataracts. People often see adults and they have that form of cataract and they've never had to have it removed. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, are there any other questions? I have a question. Can you address uh, patching after cataract surgery? Yes, the question is, are there times that we do recommend patching after a child has had cataract surgery? And this gets a little bit more complicated, but... If we see that there is a child who has had cataracts and then the doctor measures the vision of each eye, if we measure that the vision in one eye is worse than the vision of the other eye, we'll recommend a patching program. And this patching program is where we are going to patch the better eye for maybe one or two hours a day to force the weaker eye to work more. 
And by working more, that will stimulate those brain cells. So this would be something that would be prescribed specifically by the doctor and patching may be recommended if the vision of one eye is blurrier than the other eye. Good question. Was was there another question out there? Yes, uh, uh, here, uh, Lisa Speedia from Victorville again. My daughter, when she had her surgery at two months, uh, I believe we waited for her glasses maybe a month and a half after. And we did notice when they when they fitted her glasses, she when when her glasses were right in front of her eyes, she kind of got start, startled. And to us, it, it 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 did show us that she was able to see. Um, she was able to actually keep her glasses on. Now that she's uh, she's with the she's with the same glasses, the same prescription uh, after several months, and she tends to pull them down now. And she seems like she, she is able to do a function at the, at the, the same as, as she wears her glasses and when she doesn't wear her glasses. Um, does, does this mean that the, the prescription needs to be changed already? It may be time that the prescription needs to be changed. Okay. It may be so. But mm-hmm. when you first put the glasses on, boy, she she was just shocked. To be able oh, to she was yeah, she saw and she kind of got even scared. She kind of moved back and wow. she got startled. Yeah. Yes, I, so, that, that does happen at times. But it sounds like, you know, I recommend every three months that she would have her months. prescription checked again. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it's beyond three months. And the doctor said that she should be, I think the last time she saw her, She's going to be seen next week, and uh, okay. the glasses have been there since maybe sometime in May, I believe. So okay, yeah, every three months. Keep keep that in mind. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. Any other last question out there? Okay, I want to thank all of you for your time to be on this call. I hope it was helpful. If you do have any other questions regarding cataracts or other visual conditions, please feel free to email me. And my email is drbillfoundation, that's D-R-B-I-L-L, foundation, at gmail.com. And at this time, I also want to thank Mr. Joe Yurka from Airs LA. This lecture will be available at www.airs.com. LA.org and www.brailleinstitute.org. And I'm going to turn it over to Sue to tell you what we have mm-hmm. stored for next month. And Luis, remember, don't hang up so that Sue could get your information. Okay? Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Dr. Bill. That was a great lecture, as always. I always learn so much. And, and thank you, Dr. You know, Mr. Joe, uh, for your excellent recording. Um, next month's topic on March the 10th will be an overview of amblyopia and strabismus. So we're going to carry this topic on a bit more. Um, so please join us next month on the 10th at 7.30 p.m. for an overview of amblyopia and strabismus. Thanks again uh, to you all for joining us. And Dr. Bill, again, thank you so much for your expertise. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody.